Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Motherhood, a beautiful nightmare, acknowledges the Ghana people as the traditional custodians of the land and water on which this podcast is recorded and produced. Welcome to Motherhood, a Beautiful Nightmare, the podcast for the mother who's flying by the seat of her fiery, <laughs> which is the hardest thing I've ever had to pronounce in my fiery, sort of, but also not. I love it. You know how, how Aussies when that fiery. <laughs> What is that? It's because it's Irish Gaelic. Oh. Fiery. 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 Wait, <laughs> you keep shaking when you're doing because it. Because it's freaking me out. Because I'm, I'm clearly, it was so hard to find that Irish Gaelic because you ask, hey, Google, how do you say underwear in Gaelic? And she's like, I haven't learned that language yet. And I'm like, fuck you. So I had to go searching. And it was very hard. And you know when you get one of those funny things where you type it into Google and you can press the little speaker thing and it will say someone's yes, recorded yes, yes, yes. it, but it was a random person, oh. not Google, yeah. And they were like, fiery. And then you could hear the kettle go off in the background. <laughs> I, was like, I hope that's right. So forgive me, any Gaelic listeners, which we do have some, some Irish listeners. So Brilliant. talk about that in a minute. Yes. Um, this podcast is hosted by myself, Chanel Franklin and Tamara Linky. And today we're talking all about making friends as adults because mm-hmm. it can be tough. It can be tough. And you wonder where you fit in. So, y'all want to talk about mama? Hit it. That's what I'm talking about. Wait. Okay, now, from the beginning. Motherhood, a beautiful nightmare. So we're clearly losing it today. So we don't know what's going to come out. Chanel mm. had a bit of a morning. So she's 
who knows where your head's at. Oh, don't. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Um, but that's okay. You know, when it's yep. it's not one thing, it's it's many things, but that's okay. Um, I know what will cheer you up. Oh, please. A town shout out. Mm. Take me somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> Wow, you can really shout out to a town. Okay, before we continue, Chanel, just a throwback to our awkward conversations episode, you know, just filling in space. I feel like you're doing that a lot today, just saying random things for the sake of saying And, and, and scratching Play-Doh off my jeans currently. <laughs> you know, it's hard to realise it's there. Are you sure it's Play-Doh? Well, it could be any, any bit of food. Who knows? Oh, so funny. All right, so we are heading to, uh, by request of some of our Irish mothers, uh, I got a, um, a message from Orla from Cork in Ireland. Where? Cork. Cork. In Ireland. Cork in Ireland. In Ireland. Yeah, I in love Ireland. Love it. Love it. Love. What do you... <laughs> See, here we go again. This is going to be a tough one. Just saying. <laughs> We're going to Cork. <laughs> and um, I, I know it's it's known for many, many things. Wine. Churches, Cork. lovely buildings, old castles. Gorgeous. All sorts of things. Beautiful place. However... I wanted to take us down a different road because if you go there, you may want to visit the Cork Butter Museum. Oh, yes. So basically, Cork honours its most historic, tasty traditions, being the centre of Europe's butter trade, the Cork Butter Museum. Wow. Yes, speaks to Ireland's dairy pedigree. The lush local grazing and temperate climate have long made butter, milk and cheese central to the island's fortune. And the museum brings the visitor on a wholesome tour down memory lane. Can you hear Tamara turn into her voiceover? It's a bit gross. Yeah, it's a bit documentary. (laughs) So there's all sorts of things. Like they'll show you how they they make the butter. Apparently, according to reviews, they all love the video that they see when you go in. (laughs) Is that the video that explains the history It's probably very sensory. (laughs) A bit of a visceral, salty, buttery experience. There were so many puns in the reviews. People just licking things. Yeah. So, okay, there were quite a few nice reviews here. It was pretty funny. (laughs) So I'll just head over to TripAdvisor. Oh, yes, our favourite place. Our favourite place. And this is what what they said. This was a quick stop, but it was interesting and we enjoyed our walk through this museum. Only downside, there were no butter samples to try, <laughs> but perhaps I'm weird for thinking there should be. <laughs> I disagree. I would absolutely be looking for some yeah. crusty bread and some butter to try that shit out. You would think so, right? You're putting, you're, putting, you're putting all this effort into making this gorgeous butter. Let's try some. Let's try some. And let's make it three times the price at the end of the tour. Great. Maybe they'll be sued for, you know, high cholesterol if you go walk out <laughs> and you've just consumed like 10 tons of butter. You're like, <laughs> you come back with heart disease. Yeah, not a good thing. No. Uh, Someone else said, those interested in business and economics and international trade will enjoy the upstairs rooms, just like those interested in feminism and magic will enjoy the downstairs. (laughs) (laughs) Feminism and magic. I don't know how those two things things combine. Feminism, magic. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my goodness. What is that? I don't even understand. Yeah, what would you even do? Like sawing a woman in half? That's not very feminist, is it? No, no. Anyway, my favourite, though, was from Matthew, who almost wrote an essay. So it's a bit long, but I think it's worth listening to. So go with me on this one. Matthew says... 
And I want to do the voice because I feel like this would be his Can you voice. Do, do, okay, I was going to say, do, do the voice of like Sooty Sweep and Sue Matthew. 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 It <laughs> sounds a little bit like Matthew. Yes, yeah. like that. Well, do, like, anyway, you want me to be Matthew? Oh, want you be Matthew. Oh, yeah. So after years of planning, today the big day finally came and I'm delighted to say the Butter Museum in Cork Island did not disappoint. <laughs> I do feel that their curation choices and presentation were heavily biased against margarine. I mean, come on. I'm the first person to concede the, re- the relative health benefits of butter, given the absence of the industrial little hydronated oils used in the production of margarine, as emphasised in the museum's 16-minute introductory film. 16-minute, he's clocked the time. Yeah, introductory film, I should say. There was a suspicious total absence of any mention at all of the Himalayan yak butter anywhere <laughs> in the entire museum. Not one mention. <laughs> he went on to really... Uh, in the words of Sue, Matthew, Matthew. Sweep would rip him a new one for that. Oh, my goodness. Oh. But he really, really got into it and it... Wow. Essay. And people like that rub me the wrong way, I tell you what. Like Look, they, I like him. I want to go to, on a tour with him somewhere. No, he'd give me the absolute shits. Sit, oh. Standing there with his with his watch, clocking how many steps around the museum, how long it's taken for the introductory, and clocking oh, we're biased towards margarine. <laughs> <laughs> and where was the margarine? Where was the margarine? Himalay- anyway. And the Himalayan yak butter. Here's some, Nowhere here's, to be seen. Here's some advice. Get a fucking grip, Matthew. <laughs> Get life, Matthew. Stop <laughs> eating butter altogether. Get life. Yeah. It's obviously too much. <laughs> Butter's a trigger. <laughs> Maybe he had, there was some deep-seated childhood uh, trauma that went on with butter. Yeah. You know. His mum would not never let him have any, so now he's at a museum going, <laughs> creepy, creepy face from Chanel. So that's Cork. So thank you, Cork. And thank you so much, Orla, for um, getting in touch on Instagram. If you want a town shout-out, hit us up. At Motherhood, a Beautiful Nightmare. This episode is the art of making friends. Hit me with your rhythm stick. Hit me. Hit me. Hit me with, with your, your rhythm, rhythm stick. stick. <laughs> Where's that from again? I don't know. It's a song. It's an 80s song, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. We should yeah. do a, um, a Rhonda and Raylene. Hit me with your rhythm stick. We should. Anyway, you know how you can have this feeling of being really dumb for a minute? No. And- no, don't have that. <laughs> of course, all the time. You know when you, you clock yourself and you go, or someone clocks you, even worse, and you literally have this feeling of going, how could I be so stupid in this moment? Yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah. I, I had that yesterday. <laughs> so, quick story. Carrie Bickmore is an Australian TV presenter and she's just yes. left the panel. Now, i seen on Facebook the the reason why she left. Dan came inside. He was working from home um, yesterday. And I said to him, oh, Carrie Bickmore, she's left the panel. Uh, she's been on this program for a long, long time. Yeah. And I said, um, it was awful. Do you want to... <laughs> I thought she left a long time ago. No, no. Oh, see, um, I don't know. I'm not up to date. I don't think... Oh, no, I don't. I think it's kind of a recent thing. But anyway... Okay. So she left. I said, do you want to know why she left? I said, <laughs> you know so many things. I know. I know. Dale was at the sink washing his coffee cup. And I said, she revealed this Bitcoin scandal. <laughs> I know. <laughs> yeah, she she told listeners how she's made all this money in a short period of time. and <laughs> It's amazing. I'm thinking of trying it. <laughs> 
part of me when I read that article went, oh, don't tell me I need to get my head around some Bitcoin thing to make lots of money because I just can't do it. I'll make money the old-fashioned way by just working. <laughs> or scamming people. Yeah, yeah. And I'm, I'm literally going, she literally, she held her phone up and she showed to the audience that all this money she's made on Bitcoin. And Dan mm-hmm. stopped, Yeah, looked at me, turned around and went, Chanel, are you serious? And I went, yeah. It's, she goes, where did you read that article? I said, Facebook. It was a video on Facebook? No, it wasn't a video. Oh. And <laughs> some bogus fucknut making this up, yeah. right? And then I've had a look and, and Dan said, maybe type it in because unless it was news.com.au or ABC or something, it's probably not true. Yeah. And I've had a look and it wasn't true. She's leaving because she's just, she's leaving. Yes. But they didn't sack her on the spot because the Commonwealth Bank rung up and tried to get the story pulled. I've read this and and believed it for a minute in time. Normally I'm smarter than that, but I believe yeah. she did some Bitcoin thing for two seconds. No, I know what you mean because they've done that to a few people. But like I Waleed totally as believe- well. They did the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. And so it keeps going. This little scammy, but I video. didn't realize. No, I, I thought I was telling Dan this really great piece of information, and then for about fifteen minutes prior to that, before Dan came inside, I was thinking, Carrie, why would you do that? Why would you get into Bitcoin? Like, what? How, what? <laughs> <laughs> you know, you want to ring her? I need to speak to her manager. Yeah, this is a bit much. It's and not I'm like, great. really, I'm like, good on you. Like, you know, a big figure salary being on on television yeah. and national TV show. I'm like, you don't need that money from Bitcoin. Why are you doing that? <laughs> but I, I think just clocked myself about how dumb you can be sometimes, how I, gullible. I think you and a lot of people would have thought that when it first came out too because it was the whole, I mean, why wouldn't you believe it? Because it's on, you know, but the way the Dan looked at me, <laughs> it's on the really trusted it source of be, the internet and it would Facebook. be real. It's true. And it's it was some Facebook. like entertainment e. Something like that, like not... It wasn't on Bitcoin.com. It was. (laughs) They even said that she showed her phone to the TV camera about this wonderful Bitcoin thing that she's been doing and she's she's made like $100,000 in like days of doing nothing. I'm like... How do I learn this? What's happening? It's like you're like, screw this podcast business. Yeah. I'm going to get into bitcoins, like Carrie Bickmore, Dan. <laughs> Carrie Bickmore. <laughs> so dreams dashed in sorry, a couple of minutes. An official apology to Carrie Bickmore for um, for literally not giving her more credit. <laughs> well, I feel like I'd give her loads of credit if she could make that money in two days. That's brilliant. But I believed it for two yeah, seconds. And then okay. when I did read that story about her living on her own accord, I was like, well, that's nice. She isn't into Bitcoin. She's just working hard. That's great. Yeah. <laughs> Done. Yeah, stroke moment but finished. Yes, when you have those moments of, of being really dumb, you could think that you're quite a, you know, educated person yeah, and no. that you don't fall for that shit. No, you do sometimes. Well, as we know, we all have those little mum brain moments mm. like the woman who pulled up at the, at the lights in her car and just got out. <laughs> As opposed to actually driving. I'm out. Hello, everyone. I'm done. I'm Just done. Just I'd wave to everyone. <laughs> <laughs> we, we all have dumb moments and uh, they're, they're the best ones oh, because you feel like a twit afterwards. Oh. As long as you can own up to it later and go, you know what? Yep, that was stupid. Do you want to know what also happened at school pickup yesterday? Another dumb thing? Yep, but not by me. I, I, seen this, I didn't see this woman, one of my friend's dads who was picking up his granddaughter's seen it and he goes, she's just left her car door fully unlocked. And it was one of those like wagons where it's a sliding door. 
Yeah. She's just left that open, the car fully open and gone into pickup. And I said, who was she, um, John? I'll find out and I'll, I'll tell her. He goes, she had black leggings on and a white top. I said, so every mother in there wearing activewear, <laughs> black pants and a white top. I said, look, she'll be fine. There's plenty of trusted people in that car park. Everyone knows yeah. what happens to mum's brains. Don't steal her stuff. Just let her come back and sort her door out, okay? Yeah, she'll be Done. fine. She'll, yeah, every mum who walks past that car will know. Yes. And they'll just be like, you know what? Let's leave it. Correct. Yeah. It was like me forgetting the word for tools the other day. Yes. You mm. couldn't figure it out for the life of you. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. And then luckily uh, someone wrote and told us, oh, tools, maybe that's the, mm. the right word. And it was. And it Thank was. Thank you. Thank you. Mind the tools out the front, <laughs> not the weapons or the mass destruction. <laughs> so the reason I thought about making friends as an adult, mm. besides my own experiences with new friends... And old friends is because my mum had sent me an article on Facebook, which was uh, basically a woman complaining about how she's trying to make some new friends as a mum at school. So Mm -hmm. this is just talking about school mums and she can't connect with any of the school mums because she was saying basically that they're all talking about mum related things, kids, and Mm. she just wanted to talk about something else for a change, right? And Mm. she's found it hard to connect and where are all the cool mums she was such a cool mum and she felt quite alone in her cool mumness. Okay. <laughs> so I thought, hang on a minute. There Two are, sides to every story. Two sides to every story. Yeah, Chanel won't let me. Um, yeah, she, she wants me to be quite diplomatic. No, I will be diplomatic. <laughs> you go your hardest. <laughs> well, it annoyed me. I'm just saying because the way it was written, I sort of I felt for her that she was lonely Yeah, because there are a lot of lonely mums. Yes. I get it. And not being able to connect. But then I also thought those mums at school talking about their kids, and you made a good point about it, is that when you go to pick up, you're just in and out and you don't have time to be thinking Can about I ask politics. One thing? <laughs> did she make a suggestion in the article about what she wanted to talk about? Just that, okay, she did say yes. what she didn't want to talk about. Did she say maybe what she does want to talk about? Yeah, something intellectual, okay. anything but kids. Right. Okay, so my first comeback to that yes. is sometimes at school pick up, no, every single time at school pickup, it's fucking mayhem, right? <laughs> In the morning or school drop-off or pickup, same principle, right? The same yeah. things apply. It's very difficult to get into a conversation with a group of mums and maybe some scattered dads as well. Mm-hmm. But there's more often than not, there's a lot more mums there. Sometimes you're not ready to get into a conversation about politics and, and politics, in my opinion, is quite a negative space mm. at the moment and mostly have no. always been. Yeah, nuclear proliferation is probably not your number one go-to yeah. is a conversation starter. You know, it's like, well, can we talk about <laughs> the, the Prime Minister or, yeah. or Biden or the new this, that, whatever. Yeah. You know, it's quite a heavy conversation to get into when you're at school pick up or drop off. Yeah. I feel it's quite a difficult thing to put on mums and some of the scattered dads, to say that they can't think beyond just their children and themselves because that's currently what's happening right in front of them. So it's a natural flow of conversation to talk about your kids that pick up and drop off whatever because that's where you are. You're in that space. It's not like you're out for dinner. That's a different kettle of fish even though we do always more often than not resort to talking about our kids at dinner. And yeah. when we're out, yes. clock us then. But at school pick up and drop off, that's tricky, right? It is. And I agree with that. And I also think I think we sometimes see people as a bit 2D. Oh, look, there's that mum. There's not much to her. All she does is talk about kids and that's it. And then she walks off and that must be all she does is kids. 
That's Some a bit of a hard stick to I hit I think her so. With. That's what I'm thinking. So I think sometimes when I go to pick up, that's my chance to ask people about the newsletter that I haven't read, for example. So I'm like, uh-huh. crap, what's show and tell this week? Uh, and what yes. are you doing? Okay, cool. And what are, where are they going on that excursion? Okay, like, I need to have that form in. They've got photos next week. Yeah. Blah, 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 blah. And is your kid doing that thing as well? And mm. what level reader, reader are they up mm. to? Great. Then I've covered it. Then I leave. And then I can talk about the other shit, you know? Yeah. But then you realise you're late for something and you have to go. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. So I think I think just it's more about the judgment of other people as yeah. well. So yeah. I think we need to probably stop and think before you judge another mum from the outset. Oh, it's, I know. think it's one of the worst things you can do is to judge a mum because we all have had lives before our children yeah. and we were somebody and now we we are a completely different person. That's still that person still lives inside somewhere. But w- when we choose to bring her up again, is our own choice. That's right. So I thought I would help. I can't remember the name of the woman writing the article. Let's call her Bridget. Bridget. <laughs> Bridge. Bridge. Hey, Bridge. Uh, some advice, and it might help other people. Mm. Because I thought, well, in the first instance, maybe it's about connecting with people. So per- perhaps going up to someone and saying, hey, how about Putin? All that war in the Ukraine it's probably not going to get, mm. you know. So there's some hot tips in I'm going to talk gonna get, about. you're going to get many mums back in the fuck away. <laughs> you're like, I can't do fucking Putin right now. Just let me get my kid who's my kid screaming. Is, yeah, and they've, they've not listened to a thing I've said all morning. We're barely even here and you're trying to push down the neck. Anyway. Yeah, exactly. Anyway, so I thought I'd give her some hot tips because I found some really – actually, they were very helpful. I'm like, mostly they're not, are they, when you Google them? Hot mm. tips, but they're not. So I'll talk about them later. But firstly, what about when you are a kid and making friends as a kid? I'm talking a little kid. Yeah. It's a whole different ball game yeah. compared to when you're older. If a kid liked the same ice cream as you, hey, what kind of ice cream do you like? I like chocolate. Me too, best friends. Yeah. You go off and play. Yes, yes. Or you don't even need to talk. You just, you're just playing and yeah. it's happening, right? Yeah. They Co-playing. Yeah. yeah. And suddenly they're mates. Mm. And you have so many of them. And as you get older, you find... Okay, particularly in your like early 20s potentially, Mm. you have a lot more friends from like school. I'm talking Mm. most people. I know this is not true for all people. Yeah. Okay. uh, But I'm just talking in comparison statistically, percentage-wise. In your 20s you have quite a lot of friends. Did you have a fair amount of friends that maybe you don't have anymore? Yeah, look, it's it's an interesting one actually, Um, especially because when you – back to when you were talking about the kids making friends – so easily. The difference is I think being adults and being women, we clock ourselves more. We we do, but we also hold back because I think we we have this inner saboteur that says, oh, why does anyone want to be friends with me sometimes? Like, you know, it, it is hard to make new friends because we immediately put ourselves on the back foot. Yeah. Sometimes you go through school and you don't meet your tribe at school. No. Um, you meet you meet friends at school sometimes, or sometimes you don't. Sometimes school can be a really horrible thing, and you just you do not find the people that you identify with as yeah. that understand you, and you understand them. exactly. You've been thrown into that into that into year that group. cauldron of, of with, whatever yeah, with only what hundred or whatever the amount of kids are yep. in your year, and then and they're your it. choice to make. That's friends your choice. <laughs> so afterwards, after school finishes, you've got the likes of university. Similar thing, but university is a lot more come and go as you please type thing. It's a lot more yep. free for your space. So or work if you're doing work, work yeah same type of thing you're put into this cauldron where you meet people and that this is the same thing with school when your child starts to go to school you you're put in this mix with all these mums and dads and it's like who do you gel with who do you not mm. and it can be really difficult for us to show that level of vulnerability in order to connect with someone because mm-hmm. some people 
say they've got enough friends. You know what I mean? When they're mm. in school, that kind of thing. Oh, I've got enough friends outside of school who've maybe kept their school friends or whatever and they don't let anyone else in. But then you've got another mum going, I didn't find my tribe at school, so I'd really like to make these school friends. Yeah. You know? I, I didn't actually at school. I had always had a, probably a different best friend every year. I mm. felt like I had a different one. I'd move around uh, and then maybe at small little groups. But by the time I think I was in year 12... I felt like you're right. I hadn't found a tribe who were into this exactly the same things I like. Can I tell you something? I was exactly the same. Isn't that weird? Because people always I had assume, friends, but they but they weren't now what I I feel like I found my tribe yes. now. But at school, I didn't find anyone that I felt understood me for me. Yeah, which is funny. I wasn't in the surfy group. I wasn't in with a lot of the Europeans. I wasn't. Do you know what I mean? I was. Mm-hmm. I was. I felt different. Hmm. You are. It wasn't until I got to uni and then I went to music school and I was like, oh, I've landed. There's mm. people and they're mm. into what I'm into. And oh, I thought, oh, it's not me. I'm not a weirdo because I remember thinking I was a bit. But the thing is I thought I was pretty cool. <laughs> As in when I say cool, I mean, I mean, I thought I was a pretty great person. Yeah. And I don't mean that in a uh, up myself type of way. No. I, I thought I was pretty fun. Yeah. I liked hanging out with me. <laughs> okay, this is sounding like no wonder she didn't have many friends. <laughs> but I did. No, yeah, you, so you backed think, yourself. That's so I actually nice. would question it. Like I'm like, what am I doing wrong? What's the, mm. you know, yeah, you know, does someone not like my hairline? What's going on? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a funny thing. And throw a cocktail of hormones. Um, when Hell you, yes. You know, when you're growing up and you're trying to figure out who you are and what your interests are and then the school are ramming down your neck about what do you want to be when you grow up? And you're like, I don't know. I want to be me. I want to be me. But that sort of thing is, and I found my tribe after, and that was, and I'm so grateful for that. But then going into the schoolyard, again, as a mum, it's almost that same thing because you want to be involved with the school mums because trust me, you need them on your side. Yeah, yeah. Like that time that I stupidly, so terrible, and it will haunt me for the rest of my life, left Ollie in the sandpit, throw back to a previous episode, um, <laughs> when I left him in the sandpit. And there were two mums that knew who he was and knew he was my son and waited with him until I clocked that I'd done that and ran back. And they said, don't worry, we knew you were coming, we knew it was Ollie, it's it's all good. And it just pays to, to meet some of those other mums that can be there for you when you need them. But it is a tricky thing to strike those relationships with people when you're only getting that surface conversation. So apparently 70% of happiness comes from connection and relationships with people. So friendship is actually really important to have. Agreed, yeah. Right, because loneliness can kill you, I reckon. It's good for longevity, for Mm. a longer life, having friends when you're older. And that's why I've been talking to my plants, actually. (coughs) I've been talking... (laughs) 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 No, I I saw something where someone... They had two plants, exactly the same. They were on a shelf... And they said really nice things to the one plant, like, beautiful, look at your gorgeous leaves and your foliage, I love you. And to the other one, they were really negative and mean. Oh, I hate you, you stupid fucking plant. Boo to you, you're ugly, ugly, ugly. After a couple of weeks, the one that she was speaking nicely to flourished and blossomed, the other one died. Yeah, probably because she watered one and not the other. (laughs) No, no, she cared for it the same. The control was the same. Okay, okay. Okay. Maybe a bit less water because you're shit. 
I thought, but I think it's true. The energy that oh, you put that, out. That's a right. big thing. No, I'm I'm a huge believer in that. So I was start, you look in my bathroom, I started talking to that plant in there. The, and the it, happy one. The orchid and it's come out. Oh, nice. I wasn't mean to the other one, though. I okay. just thought I'd keep it positive. Yeah. Because I felt You don't bad. want to be a plant killer. No. I thought, well, what about the other plant? More often than not, most of us out there are house plant killers. Yeah, We don't mean right. to be. We just forget to water them. And, and, and talk nicely to them. Just yeah. when you go past your plant, just, you know, like, hello, sweetie. Oh, you're beautiful. Look at you. Mm-hmm. I'm going to try Give that. Give a little tickle on its leaf. And then, then your other half clocks you and go, they've lost the damn plot. <laughs> I've got the kids doing it too. And I walked wow. past the other day and saw Wolfie and they're going, hi. So like telling it about its day, like his day. He's just like, do-do-do-do-do. The orca's up so much attention. I know. Or it dies because it's sick of hearing about the Pokemon collection. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> you know what? When the kids are whinging to you, go in and whinge to Delilah, okay? The awkward. The awkward. Oh, the, awkward. <laughs> the awkward orchid. The awkward orchid. <laughs> That's a brilliant Tell title. her your shit. Okay. It's a good title for a kid's Mum's book. done listening. <laughs> the, the, or- rap. the Awkward Orchid Delilah. by Chanel Franklin. <laughs> Once upon a time, there was an awkward orchid <laughs> named Delilah. Another episode that we did um, ages ago on um, some relationships, it was in one of our previous seasons. We mentioned that, that a, my psychologist friend, remember, Rhonda? Yeah. We called her because – yeah. Uh, she wanted to remain anonymous, so we called her Rhonda. And <laughs> she had a friend called Raylene. Anyway, yeah. so we, she mentioned that why we expect our partner or our spouse that is our download person, our everything, to to wear all those hats. Now I'm going to turn that into um, the friendship hat as well. We need to have that level of strong relationships that we've got with our partner, with friends, also with family members, with other people, not just one person. We need to have a really, that really kind of strong yes. level of connection, that exchange of positive energy, let's say. I sound, yeah. sound like a bit wanky when I'm you saying do. this. I love it. But that's my point is those type of relationships, there needs to be more than one for you. Yeah. Because it's really goddamn helpful, oh. especially with women because women understand each other. That's what I feel. Oh, yeah, 100 Much as I love Dan to bits. When he doesn't eat the cannoli that I leave on the side. <laughs> or trick you. Well, yeah. I feel like my friends and like you would understand my head better than he might sometimes. Sure. Purely based on Venus and Mars, right? Yeah, you do. Exactly. You do need them. And like we've talked about before, perhaps your partner is probably not the best person to also be your best friend. That's what we're saying. It's your husband, yeah. Mm. Yeah. Right. So for those people that do find it hard to make friends. Here's some hot tips on how to do it. And I thought they were quite helpful. Okay. Okay. You don't believe me that they're good, do you? I I will wait and see. She's got, a, she's got a judgy she's got a super judgy face on. What's that judgy face? No, just go. Yeah, she's like, well I'll be the judge of that tomorrow. I didn't it's it's very here's how to make friends. No. Is it? A little bit. Here's how to make friends and what was what's that book, that famous book? How to make friends and how to make friends and influence people. Oh, wow. Yeah. This is not from that. <laughs> <laughs> no, but like, okay, it sounds wanky. Just okay. go with me. All oh, right, all right. Can, this was a good point. Connect with old ones and rekindle. Sometimes the friendship muscles have atrophied, so it's actually a good thing to do. If you've had friends that you've lost touch with, mm. 
maybe if you enjoy, you know, enjoyed connecting with them, go back. Maybe it's kind of been a long period of time. You did an activity with them or something, mm. but then you just kind of lost touch and it's been years. Reconnect. Get on Facebook. See what they're up to. Send yeah. them a message. Yeah. You know. That, you yeah, I agree that. with that. Because you've already got the connection. The point is you've made that connection. You don't have to do any of the other legwork. Actually, not, a girl know. that I was very close friends with in school actually sent me a message on Messenger and said, we'd love to have, I'd love to have a coffee. It's the last time she contacted me and I contacted her was 2014. Yeah. There you go. So she just said, oh, randomly, let's catch up for a coffee. And she lives on the way other end of the city to what yeah. I do. But that's fine. It's yeah. You meet halfway. Yeah. And it could be a really nice thing. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So I was just it, – it, Funny that you mentioned that. Oh, well, oh, look. Oh, look, it was helpful and also relevant. Yeah. My hot tip. Thank mm. you. No, I didn't write these again, just so you know. But it can be difficult sometimes because sometimes when people reach out to others and if it doesn't come back the way you're wanting it to, yeah. like they take ages or they've moved on from the friendship, that can really sting. Do you know or, what I mean? Yeah, Friends or if they hard. don't like you anymore. Maybe they didn't like you. Yeah. Well, no, I yeah. don't want to be friends with you because you pulled my pants down at school. Yeah. Okay. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, not the people that were mean. Yeah. Yeah. You no, wouldn't no, want no, to no. go back and. Old friendships that maybe just, yeah. if you've just lost touch for yeah. no real reason. Not the, not the assholes. No. Okay. Also seek similarity, listen and celebrate. This was a brilliant advice, Chanel. Mm, don't be interesting. Be interested. Does that make okay. sense? Okay. Well, for anyone that hasn't clocked that, can you explain that in layman's terms? Don't stand there talking about yourself and trying to tell the other person all the great things that you do. Listen to what they've got to say. So ask someone questions in a conversation. And then pause. Yeah. Some people, we know who they are, don't know how to have a conversation. Yes. They're not listening. No, they're just talking. They're just you. talking. They're not actively listening. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. That's so that, good advice. So I think people love it when you talk about them as well. Yes. You can find connection on that. On that level. Oh, I noticed right? you do that. Yeah. Yeah. How you're a, you're a dietitian. Yeah. Oh, lo- love, like? your, love your eyebrows on the plane there. <laughs> love your eyebrows. Oh, great. Let's throw back to another previous <laughs> episode where I complimented someone's eyebrows on Virgin Australia. Yeah. Well, she deserved to be complimented and her name was Tamara. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Okay. And then I, yeah, that was a long story anyway. Yeah. Another, for another time. Yeah, but you made friends. <laughs> yeah. So you compliment someone and, you know, if you're interested in what they're mm, doing, mm, you know, they're mm. going to return the... The favourite, and then they probably will ask you questions. And if they don't, well, then no, they're not your friend. Yeah. Okay. Being vulnerable and open up about something. You know what? That is a big thing um, because nine times out of ten, most of the parents at school are going to know exactly what you're going through. So the other week I didn't do something for summer. I think she wanted something brought to dinner, school or something. She wanted dinner. I, <laughs> I didn't meet her expectation. <laughs> At school pick up for something and oh. she got really upset and started crying and embarrassing herself and me. Instead of putting my head down and just trying to get out of there and shoo her, I just started smiling at everyone as if to say, look at this little toe rag giving it all she's got <laughs> type thing. <laughs> and I, I didn't say that but I was thinking that in my brain. And about seven mums, no joke because it was, and I remember because it was in my opinion a lot of people to pass comment yeah. said, know the feeling or they went yep that was me this morning or that was me yeah. last oh yep right. but, and they all were and I, I that was that vulnerability so what I probably would have done was just put my head down 
tell her off that if she does that again that her toys are being taken away or something or, she, yeah. you know, whatever, would have given some yeah. kind of consequence to that behaviour because she was literally probably just tired and just having a, a you know, a six-year-old tantrum type thing. Mm-hmm. But I just put my head up and smiled and, and, and all these mums then kind of thought it was okay to rubbish their kids back, not rubbish, but more or less yeah. throw them all in this thing going, yep, we all get it. We and, all get it. And it was nice because I then wasn't feeling rubbish anymore about her embarrassing me and herself, but they were making me feel great too. Yes. Random mums, mums with kids that were older, you know, in like year four and five and six and yeah. they're ones that had reception kids and they're yeah. all smiling at summer having an absolute fucking meltdown and it was <laughs> and that was it. But I just, there was that moment of just don't worry about showing your best self. It really does not matter. No, it doesn't. Also, people connect with a, not that you have to be this way, but I tend to be quite self-deprecating. Like I'll be the first to say, Mm. oh, this shit thing happened and I can't believe it and make a joke about it. People then become completely disarmed and they're looking at me going, well, look at her. She really doesn't have this shit together. (laughs) So if I'm measuring myself on tomorrow, I'm doing okay. I think that's what most people do. They're like, oh, I just feel so relaxed around her Mm. and then I can be myself because nothing compares to her yeah 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 <laughs> look at her just look she... at Tamara you'll feel better <laughs> maybe that's why we have so many listeners because we're so vulnerable see people are like maybe. yes yeah I think vulnerability is is one of the best ways to make friends the other tip was a keep in touch so those friends that you do have or you start a relationship with keep it going it's got to have momentum mm. right so there has to be effort on both sides it takes two to, to tango it. yeah um sometimes yeah. friendships have fallen below the wayside because you've fallen out with someone Ooh, that actually that's doesn't a, that's that's a tricky one but that actually is. doesn't mean that you can't become friends i've got a good friend of mine that we kind of fell out many many years ago and i'm actually closer to her now than i've was really before. yeah because we wanted the friendship so you can actually do that back on because i get scared back on track and better right okay because there was two people that wanted that to work yes not not just one i have friendships that didn't go the way you wanted them to go and they just finished and that's what they say some people come into your your life for a reason Mm -hmm. or no for a season not a reason no for a reason or a season thank you (laughs) (laughs) and then they fuck off out of there (laughs) Oh my god! I had a. I thought I've had a falling out with someone um, back in uni days, and then I spoke to a mutual friend who I'd bumped into, and, and told her, and she said, um, "No, she doesn't think you've had a falling out at all." Ah. <laughs> I was like, "Oh, it was just me." Yeah, we, and I, yeah, because we had a little bit of a not an argument. It wasn't, you know, it's always silly. Well, in our case, it was like a silly thing. It wasn't yeah. even a big thing. Almost a disagreement sort of thing. And I'm oh, yeah. sorry about that. I didn't realise. And they were like, oh, yeah, whatever. And then no speaking. And then they'd moved away. Yeah, yeah. So maybe in their mind they'd forgotten about it and just were like, oh, we've lost touch. Do you know what? I do love watching movies sometimes where big emphasis is on friendship. And I love it when they fight because I love when they make up. And I go, that is real life. Like you are going to have sometimes disgruntled mm-hmm. arguments or fallouts with friends. But that doesn't have to mean it's it, depending on what it is. You both, yeah. Sometimes you're happy to leave a friendship where it is and go, it's done now, it mm, served its purpose, we're, right. we're both moving in different directions. But sometimes there's unfinished business and there's healing to be done there. And I do enjoy watching those movies where the, where the friend doesn't give up. She's there being annoying, going, hello, at the window. You haven't answered any of my calls. Like, and the bride, friend, like bridesmaids. All of that. Do you remember bridesmaids? Yeah. yeah where that Kristen Wiig is like depressed on the couch and her friend's like, come on. You know, yeah, yeah. yeah. I think the right type of women in your life can be 
the greatest thing ever when you find them. I spoke to my little cousin the other day and she said that um, she's met this woman that she works with who doesn't have a lot of female friends. Yeah. She goes, I'm just better having friends with men. I'm just better I'm better at connecting with men. And I thought to myself, that's probably because you haven't met the right women. That's Not it. to say you can't connect with men. You absolutely can. You might just be better at, at you know, being a bit like laddie and things like that. That's fine. But there are women out there that are exactly the same as you that would still love to have those yeah. female connections. You don't That's have to right. go shopping and you don't have to do yeah. – you, know, you can still find that connection on a, on a female level. But that's also a really good way of excusing why you don't have those friends. It's because, yeah. oh, I only hang out with blokes yeah. because that's – you know, then you're admitting that in your mind there's something wrong with you. Yes. You don't have female and friends. And there's not. So it's a bit of a guard. You just have to find someone. But it's also manifesting. The more you tell yourself, I don't get along with women, well, that you're not going to get along with women, yep. are you? If you go into meeting someone, you've already got your back up. Yep. Like, oh, this is a chick. It's not going to go past hello and how you going. Yeah, because like, she's going to not know, understand me yeah, and blah, blah, blah. Yeah, they've already set themselves up. So. I tell you what, there is a hell of a lot of women in this world mm. searching for friends, searching yeah. for connection and searching for um, the ability to be understood and seen, right? Yeah. And whether that comes from school or the schoolyard, the thing is you're not going to know unless you put yourself out there a little bit. I think that's a big part of it, isn't it? Yeah, because it can be lonely. Think of the mums as well who had kids – you know, even in COVID, who didn't get a chance to go to a mother's group. Oh, or, absolutely. You know, isolation, it was a big part of it as well. When I had summer, I um, signed up for a mother's group and I thought, yep, that will, that will be. I've seen them in the movies. They look fun. I'll go along to that. They but look fun. They do <laughs> sit around and meet people. And I thought, yeah. why not? Because I do enjoy meeting new people. And when they, the CAFS person came around and said, yeah, we'll put your name down, no worries. We went off to England to introduce Summer to Dan's family. When I'd come back, they'd already set up the group and didn't invite me in. Yeah, the CAFS people, right. like yep. the, the nursing people, whatever, yep. that's, that set that up. And I was like, oh, okay, well, can I just do a late entry and then never return my call? Oh, so lady. I was a bit devo because I thought to myself, whilst I had, and I was lucky enough to have some close friends that had um, children the same time as me. So I was able to identify with them about what I was going through. Yeah. But I actually wanted to go and meet, you know, some new people as well. And someone said to me, oh, don't worry about it. Those mothers groups are just a bunch of whingers. They all just rock up and they whinge and, and it's just a space for, you know, and I don't want to whinge about my baby. And I said, well, Actually, and I'm thinking to myself, there might be women there that are whinging, but at the same time, it's probably because they want to get something off their chest and they need to feel heard and, like a, ho- and hope yeah. you're going through that as well so they're not yes. completely alone and possibly insane. It's like a counselling session, isn't it, really? Yeah. yeah. But there's also women there that are looking to meet people part of their tribe. We get all these opportunities, whether it's childcare, whether it's the mother's group, whether it's school drop-off, whether it's the fact that your one child has started and you didn't find a group of mums that you clicked with in in your child first in child group, year. Yeah. You go, well, there's hope for the second child and what that yeah. new group of mums bring in or dads as well and then, and possibly even three, three or four kids, however many you've got. There's these there's a lot of options to meet these, yeah. whether it is kinder gym, I don't know, but there's there's a there's groups and pockets of mums absolutely everywhere that you're exposed to all these new mums. If you just give yourself a chance to go, you know, actually, I'm a really nice person and I deserve to meet some nice friends rather exactly. than not backing yourself. Also, yeah, exactly. And the other uh, the other tip is there'd be some people sitting at home going, well, that's all good for you, but what about the one who's moved to a new town and has a job where you work by yourself and, you know, you don't have any friends and 
what you said, you got to get out there and do something about it. Do an activity. It sounds so lame, but sometimes you're going to bite oh, it the is bullet. hard. Go do it the is thing. Hard. The painting class. Okay, maybe you're interested in whatever the thing is, like joining the sporting club or a women's rugby club. Do something where you can connect mm. on that level. I often have found like my group of good girlfriends, when we've gone out, we go to dinner, which is great. Dinner's always nice. But we started doing activities because we kind of felt like we could actually we connect better when yeah. we're not just drinking wine and eating. We're actually doing something like going to the rifle range or axe throwing or, you know, <laughs> ice skating. Okay, we haven't done those things. But bowling, anything. You, you Let's know. go to the range and shoot. Yeah, shoot things. That's on the list. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you know? Like, yeah, yeah I, I get it. I think to some people they think, oh, I'm not, it's, it's go hard to go. Racing. Sign up for something and do it. But just That's do it. Idea. You'll be surprised. And you'd probably laugh so much that you need yeah. some of those um, light bladder leak control pants yeah. because you're laughing at Strap your friend. On, yeah. Go- Strap on a nappy. I was wondering where you're going with that. Strap on and then you stopped. <laughs> no, that's a different activity. <laughs> the, the, the laughing, absolutely out of this world of seeing one of the other mums zooming around the go-kart track. <laughs> going, yeah. <laughs> oh, i got neck problems. Oh, my bulging disc. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'll be honest, it is hard to make friends, but damn, is it worth it? Even if there's just yeah. one mum you connect with at school, just try and talk to someone because half the time someone else is in their head and feeling like they're not valued enough to be meeting new people either. Or I don't want to insert myself because they look like they've got their set group of friends already. Like, you know, some it is hard to get into that little group. Even if you're a confident person, confident people still really struggle with that too. That's right. And if the group are lovely, that's great. If the group are a bit have got their backs up and they're not keen, you don't want to be part of that group no. anyway. And actually this is a this is a bit of a, a public service announcement to those mums <laughs> that have found a really nice group of friends and that have themselves set up and feel that they're lucky. Look around you yeah. because there might be someone who just needs you to engage in some conversation and you might actually discover that she's a She's a diamond. Yeah. She's just waiting to find some people out there. So clock yourself and say, I'm lucky and I've got some great friends, but maybe it might be nice to meet someone else as well so that she also or he also feels valued. Because I always find that you kind of, you're in your set in your little group and you go, we don't need any more. This is great. Then there's someone lonely Mm. sat over there. That's right. Really wanting to find that. So take a look around. So this leads me to a curly question <laughs> that no one ever wants to talk about. Mm. What about if someone wants to be friends with you and they're lovely but you don't connect with them? How do you mm. not be friends with that person? How do you tell them nicely, I don't want to be friends with you? It's a real thing. This sounds terrible it but it can happen. Are you asking me to solve this for no, you? I'm just saying what your thoughts on it are because this has happened to me a few times in the past. And it's it's really hard because these people are, are well-meaning, they're lovely, but you just don't connect on a personality yes, level. Yes, I understand that. You just, maybe they think they're connecting with you, but you maybe you're not getting as much out of the relationship as what they seem to be, you know. I think it's a really difficult one because the first thing you want to do is not upset someone. Exactly. If you're not a confrontational person or you don't want it, yeah. But also it's fucking mean. So you don't, of course. <laughs> you don't want to turn around. Not that you would do this because no. you're lovely. No. But even if you're not a confrontational person, you don't want to hurt someone's feelings because that's that's shattering. Look, you know, it's probably that you you don't invest so much in the time that you 
like you don't be messaging them all the time or catching up. Mm. You still keep the friendship, but you probably invest your energy into the friendships that are more meaningful. Are more for meaningful you. for you. And you know what? It's it's a big thing whether you feel like you truly connect. And sometimes you, this is a big thing that I've noticed that sometimes you can meet someone and be friends with them for let's say six months to 12, 12 months, short period of time. Or you can meet someone that you've known for years. However, that friendship of six months or 12 months actually feels deeper and stronger than the person you've known yeah. for six, seven, eight years. Yeah, different. And you wonder why that is. And it's like it doesn't matter how long you've known someone, it matters about that connection that you have that you have ignited with that person. Well, yeah. Well, quite often if we have the old friends, we've both evolved very differently. Yeah. So what keeps you as friends is potentially what you had in common 20 years ago yes. that you don't have anymore. And there's maybe history there. And, yeah. and I've got some friends like that, that we are old friends, but we're, we're not probably the friends that I, that some of the other newer friends, like some of the school mums that I've met through summer school, I see them all the time because they're at school drop off and mm. pick up and we've got a really beautiful relationship and connection. Uh, but some older friends, you may feel like you evolve and change and that's actually okay too. It doesn't mean you can't be friends with those people. It just means and I think you harnessing where that where that energy is pulling you, where you're feeling like you're most valued, connected with. Yeah. Does that make it sense? It makes your light kind of shine inside, yeah. doesn't it? Yeah. So, Without sounding corny. Well, I read this. Sometimes you meet someone and it's so clear that the two of you on some level belong together Mm -hmm. as lovers, as friends, as family, or as something entirely different. You just work, whether you understand each other or you love them or your partner's in crime. You meet these people throughout your life, out of nowhere and under the strangest circumstances, and they help you feel alive. I don't know if that makes sense. I don't know if that makes me believe in coincidence or fate or sheer blind luck, but it definitely makes me believe in something. My point is that it doesn't have to be a lover to to genuinely love someone and have that connection, but sometimes they just come into your life and they strike something in you and they make you feel alive. Yeah. And that person can come at any point. You might not have even met them yet. But that's what I mean about that opportunity to be vulnerable and open yourself up because that's the beauty of what you might meet in someone mm. by giving yourself the chance. Yes. Yeah, that's a really lo- that's a lovely point. I, I agree entirely. I actually met someone ages ago that said they never chat with the mums at school drop-off and pick up because they just can't be bothered. Yes, I they're, know. They're I've got a few of those. Yep. And, and that's okay if that's all right with you, but if you're wanting to meet people, you you have to kind of put that time it's in. probably not a good way to go about it. <laughs> not if you're wanting to. Not if you want to meet people. Yeah. Avoiding them probably doesn't help. No. Hot, hot tip number five. Hot tip number five. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Uh, do you know who are the happiest people in the world, Chanel, because they have the most connections? Well, it's, it's more to do with, yes, they connect with people more and, you know, have that sense of. Who, lady? <sighs> The Danes. Danish. Denmark. Yeah. Wow. Do tell. Yeah. Well, they're the happiest people in in the world, according to a study. 
<laughs> Tamara's study of According Denmark. According to my study. She found that on TripAdvisor. Okay, look, I was on Google and I looked it up and apparently Danish people are the happier. It was a, why a, though? Why? Why? Having lived in Denmark myself, I understand this. They have this concept of hygge as well, which is kind of this sense of being with people, being cozy and being comfortable. I guess it's a hard word to kind of describe, but it's more of a concept, right? Yeah. But they value their sh- friendships with people in, in small amounts. So it's not having the most friends. It's having really close, good friends. Yes. So it's actually hard, quite hard to get to know a Danish person. I found trying to make friends was really hard for me. Like I didn't have any friends because, <laughs> because they were like, they're like, who are you? Up. Go away. Full up. They're full. Their cup is full in the little friendship circle. Yeah. But you can get to know people, but it takes a very long time. Yeah. Yeah. And there I am going, hi. It's tomorrow. Let's be friends. <laughs> I like ice cream. And they're like, wow, you can really be pushy with the friendship thing. Oh. You know, stay away from me. Yeah. So, yeah. That's but, interesting to know. But but regardless of you making friends there, the point of the emphasis they place on friendships. Yes. That's key. Exactly. And showing how happy they are. I mean, friendships are up and down. Some people can give you the absolute shits at times. And you know what? A lot to be said on compatibility of star signs about why people are are better suited to others. Yeah. You really believe in all the star sign stuff? For example, I'm a Pisces and I match well with Cancerians. Now I've got four very close Cancerian girlfriends and we just get each other. And I find that really quite liberating when you sing off the same hymn sheet, let's say. Mm-hmm. Ah, yeah, that one. Da, da, da. <laughs> anyway, but it's, there's a, yeah, it's, there is something so magical when you find the right type of people and don't bash yourself if you haven't found those people yet because no. there's so many bloody opportunities. Look at Grace and Frankie. I oh, freaking, you love that show I know, so I'm going to toot She it. talks about it all the time. Be quiet. Grace and Frankie. I'm I'm not <laughs> saying, I, you know, I haven't watched it just because you said I should watch well, it. Well, you, you know what? You're doing so yourself much. an injustice. Well, actually. I don't want to. I'm not going to watch it. That we're having our first I don't want to. Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I want to be friends with you after this episode. <laughs> oh. uh, because I'm not a Cancerian. I'm a Libran. What is that? How does that work? I think we're compatible. Dan's a Libran. Oh, that might, yeah, well, we're born on the same day. That's right. I was like, that's a surprise. <laughs> so Grace and Frankie is a series on Netflix and basically it is Jane Fonda and Lily Tomlin and they meet each other. How many times have you said this? I love it. Be quiet. Okay, go. Um, they, they start this magical friendship off the back of their husbands running off and being gay together. The point of it is the strength in the friendship that they met in their late 70s. Yeah. So there you go. It can happen at any time. Any time in your life if you're open and to Chanel it. And Chanel loves that show. Go watch that show. I do love it. I just, and Frankie. I just Googled Libra and Pisces and if they blend well together, right? It says uh, they are well mixed. Both astrological signs are a good match for one another. Thank Pisces you. like to live in a realm of fantasy, whereas Libra prefers to live in a universe of fantasy. What? What's oh, the wow. difference? Hang on. What's the difference between realm and universe? What the hell? I don't know. Both partners are transparent and forthright with one another and they seek serenity and harmony. Well, that's true. That's us. Yep. 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 Okay, good. Pisces and Libra sexually. You happy to still do this podcast with me? (laughs) I don't want to look that one up. (laughs) Oh, here we go. Libra and Pisces sexual compatibility. So this is you and Dan, basically. Oh, sorry. (laughs) Not you. (laughs) 
Okay, us sexually <laughs> compatible in the sense these two signs are mostly instinctive in their sexual experiences. They have immense urges to get on with each other in bed and experience new things while they're at it. So we would just go with the flow in the bedroom. We wouldn't plan it. It would happen organically that and nice. then try new things, just like the podcast. <laughs> Yeah, I'm a good. <laughs> and then halfway through, she'll go, oh, hang on. Did you see that Grace and Frankie episode? <laughs> <laughs> what else are we compatible with? Maybe you can do that at home. If you've got a friend, look up, look them up and see, yeah, find out what. Find out your, yeah, their exactly. astrological sign. Yep. Can you just say Google star it. sign, please? Stop star sign. Well, it says astrological. Now I can't say that word. It's very hard. You're like to... that woman in that interview that kept saying abreast of things. Astrological. 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 Look, find out if you don't already know the star sign of some of your closest friends and then look up the compatibility, sex and all, and see how you go. Yeah, sex and all. <laughs> see how sexually compatible you are. <laughs> it's wrong. But it's interesting to know which um, of your type of personality traits don't match well. One of my closest don't friends. Don't match well. You want to Yeah, know. one of my closest friends is a Gemini. And it says Pisces and Gemini are not compatible They're my whatsoever. Kids. Oh my goodness. Oh, interesting. Yeah. And I was devastated, and so was she. But we were trying to find <laughs> the the common things that we did have in there, going, oh, Jesus, we we you know, the astrological sign is against us here. Yeah. But it just shows you sometimes if someone does something that it's because of their personality trait, you can go, well. That's her bloody Gemini and don't sweat it. Or yeah. that's me. She's a, a stress head of a Pisces. Not a stress head. She's an oversensitive Pisces. I'll, you know, Whatever maybe show her a bit TLC or yeah. something. You can kind of learn a lot from someone on their star sign personality traits. Yeah. Google it. Google will tell you Google, everything yeah, you want to know. Yeah, Google those things. It may be right. It may be wrong. But if it's funny and interesting, then just go with it. <laughs> and always read the sexual compatibility. It's freaking please do well i'm glad i'm sexually incompatible with you yeah you're great great love you lady and glad you're my friend (laughs) motherhood a beautiful nightmare is produced by soundball productions and hosted by chanel franklin and tamara linky we would love to hear from you so please email us on motherhood a beautiful nightmare at gmail.com or just for kicks, check out our website at motherhoodabeautifulnightmare.com. Also, if you enjoyed this episode of Motherhood, A Beautiful Nightmare and can find two minutes in between managing those little nutters, we'd be so grateful if you could rate, review and subscribe wherever you listen to this podcast. Hey, word on the street is it helps people find us. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. 
That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.